You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. We have a great program for you today. John will be joining me uh, shortly. Uh, we will be talking with our good friend, Peter Vogel, tech expert and camera enthusiast. He's going to give us his digital camera rundown for this year. He does one of these uh, every year, basically uh, going through the market and detailing all the different digital cameras that are still available to purchase. Digital cameras uh, have obviously taken a big hit over the years because of uh, technology. I mean, you can get fantastic pictures with your smartphone, uh, even better than some of these digital cameras. But there's still a, a use for a lot of them, especially the, the mirrorless ones, a lot of uh, content creators, not using them necessarily for still images, but uh, video, video uh, blogging uh, as well. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, uh, we'll also talk about uh, some last minute uh, Christmas gifts for tech nerds. And uh, not only John and I will give ours, but we're going to be bringing in Mark Salzman. Uh, he is out of Toronto, and he's got a few last-minute tech gifts uh, as well. Uh, looking at some of the news, some interesting stuff happening uh, as far as the EV world. Shell, and I'm sure most of us are familiar with Shell Oil. That's uh, A lot of us uh, have uh, got gas there, their fuel stations. Well, they're purchasing up a lot of uh, gas stations. They've just uh, announced a big purchase of 56 gas stations from the parent company of Sobeys. And Shell says they're on the lookout for other potential acquisitions as it uh, looks to grow its uh, retail fuel footprint, which is kind of interesting. Like, why would they grow their gas station market when the market is kind of heading eventually to an electric or alternative uh, fuel future. Well, that's just the thing they're doing. They're looking to the future. Uh, A lot of these stations uh, will start offering uh, electric charging. And uh, if other alternative fuels uh, like hydrogen uh, become more popular, they will have those available as well. Of course, uh, you know, they typically have uh, convenience stores uh, on their, uh, uh, their fuel or their gas station locations, so they feel that uh, people will be spending uh, a chunk of money there. And that's probably true for a lot of the uh, electric charging because it's typically not as fast as, you know, filling up with gasoline. Uh, You know, even myself, I have a Tesla. If I want to get a, you know, a near full charge, it could take anywhere anywhere from 30 to 45 uh, minutes on a... uh, uh, a supercharging uh, station. So, you know, as you can imagine, if you've got extra time, you'll probably uh, hit the convenience store uh, a little bit more uh, often. Uh, talking about electric cars, uh, Tesla, a Tesla down in uh, California, its driver is blaming an eight-car pileup in a California tunnel on Thanksgiving due to the full self-driving phantom braking issue. So this is uh, something that's kind of popping up more and more. Uh, people that have uh, Teslas and use the the auto steer or the full self-driving mode say that sometimes the car just kind of brakes for no reason. And actually, I don't have the full self-driving myself. I've got the uh, the auto steer, which is kind of the, the base version of that that just kind of comes with the car. I didn't have the extra fifteen thousand dollars to 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 pull uh, pull in the full self uh, driving uh, feature, uh, but this uh, this driver was basically driving through a tunnel, and apparently there's some uh, some video footage uh, showing that the Tesla making an unsafe lane change before it just suddenly 
slows down from 55 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour, which, as you can imagine, imagine caused all the vehicles behind it to crash into one another. So that was uh, literally uh, an eight-car pileup. So, you know, some minor injuries, but also a, uh, a child that uh, had to be uh, hospitalized. And, you know, that's kind of the, the thing right now. You know, we, we keep hearing about self-driving cars, uh, you know, the big ride-sharing companies like Uber, they're working on that technology, even Google's uh, in, in there as well, uh, testing, uh, you know, that type of tech out, but just not there yet. They all say, oh, it's just, a, a, you know, two or three years away. I have to say, I, th- I think it's going to be uh, a lot uh, longer than that. Uh, also uh, in the news, this is kind of interesting. You know, we've talked a lot about TikTok on our shows. Uh, a lot of U.S. politicians are uh, kind of turning up the uh, the heat on them, saying that TikTok should be banned in the U.S. TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance, and there's been complaints that employees of ByteDance have accessed users' personal information and location. And now it's coming out, uh, and this was, uh, I believe, in a Forbes uh, article, that several employees accessed TikTok data of at least two U.S. journalists and a few other people connected to them as well. Uh, So this data included accessing the reporter's IP uh, IP addresses, which were then used to see physically if uh, they were near any other TikTok employees who were suspected of leaking information to the press. As you can imagine, that uh, doesn't sit well for ByteDance or or TikTok, and it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in the coming months and uh, 2023, what the U.S. government uh, will uh, do about TikTok and their concerns about the Chinese uh, ownership uh, of them. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. We've got a a full show today. Coming up after, we're going to be chatting with Peter Vogel about uh, digital cameras, what their future is, and also uh, a bunch of last-minute Christmas gifts. You've got a little bit of time left. You're listening to Get Connected here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. Well, technology has changed everything in our lives. Uh, A big thing would be cameras, you know. They started off as film cameras. Uh, the digital age uh, came in hard and, and fast. I remember my first digital camera I tried out, John. It was one of those Logitech cameras. I think it was like $1,000. looked like a, kind of a pair of binoculars, like kind of that same size. Yeah. And it was amazing because you could take the picture and then load it to your computer, which took a while. <laughs> and it was crappy. Like the image quality was crappy. I, I just remember my first one was the first uh, consumer-priced uh, Kodak camera. It had a little screen on the back, a tiny little like one inch screen on the back. The most amazing thing was not having to develop your film to see the image right away. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to talk digital cameras. Uh, we've got our good friend, Peter Vogel, who is uh, our resident tech expert here in uh, Vancouver. Every uh, uh, year he uh, puts out a, uh, a list of all the digital cameras that are out uh, in the market. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so first of all, I always find this uh, this list uh, interesting. Why, why do you do it? Well, uh, it started out as a project with my students back in 96 when the very first digital camera surfaced at our school. And it was a, an Epson PhotoPC 500, which I thought was a remarkable machine. 
Uh, it took all of 30 photos before you had to replace the four batteries in it. And uh, for an extra 500 bucks, it had a screen on it. But if you put the screen on it, the batteries only lasted 15 photos. <laughs> and the camera was sub-megapixel. I think it was 0.8, if I recall. But it was a game changer. I, I mean, yeah, I just remember that those early few years. It, it really was. And they advanced quickly. I talked about that crappy Logitech one, which was still amazing. Within, you know, a few years, uh, you know, Rico or Ryko, depending how you pronounce it. I had one of those, and the quality was excellent. Do you remember the Sony Mavica? Yes. They used floppy disks yeah, for IC, storage? Yeah, ICBC used those. Yeah, yeah, I used them, and that's yeah. where I first ever had access to them. They were great. So uh, what, what are you finding? You know, obviously, with the advent of smartphones, Peter, uh, the whole digital camera market has really been, uh, you know, upended. Uh, you know, obviously there's been a huge decrease in, in digital camera sales because smartphones can take amazing, amazing pictures now. Uh, obviously, you're kind of seeing that uh, in, in the list you put together. Well, for sure. And I'm as surprised as anyone that the list still exists. And furthermore, that I'm able to have 200 uh, models and packages on it. So I'm at an all-time high or, or within five of an all-time high. Uh, that said, uh, there's lots of attrition. Camera stores are disappearing. Uh, one of Vancouver's premier longtime camera stores, Leo's Camera, uh, shut down uh, early in the year. Um, all the, the big players are, uh, you know, rationalizing their their lineup, shall we say? Uh, even a, a name like Nikon, you know, which is synonymous with cameras. Uh, cameras are only about twelve percent of their business. Their business is medical imaging, and so it's easy to see them perhaps disappearing totally from the field, uh, say half a decade from now. But uh, all that said, there's still lots of niche areas in photography, you know, astrophotography, wildlife photography, birding, uh, artistic photography. There, there seems to be no shortage of, uh, of demand still. Are the higher end cameras then still doing okay? Uh, like the DSLRs and, and the, uh, the mirrorless ones? No, the DSLR field is on its last legs. Uh, and most of the big players have served notice that uh, it's mirrorless uh, interchangeable lens cameras that are the future. And in, in my list, uh, DSLRs would have been the majority, say, uh, three, four years ago. Now they're down to around 20%. And uh, the, the ML, MILC cameras have pulled up to 65%. The, the DSLRs are, are essentially finished. And so these mirrorless cameras, uh, they provide pretty well just as good quality as the, the higher-end DSLRs of the day? Yes, and the, the argument might be that it's even better uh, quality, fewer moving parts, uh, better glass. Uh, and, of course, it's a vehicle to sell lenses, which is where the, uh, the, the the money lies. But, you know, you've got four sort of major players. You know, you've got Canon, Nikon, uh, you've got Sony and you've got Fuji, and there's an argument to be made that uh, the Sonys and Fujis of the world are, are are the big players now. It's it's interesting because we've actually switched all of our studio cameras for the TV show to essentially SLR type devices instead of dedicated broadcast cameras. But these are mirrorless, right? These are mirrorless. Yeah, yeah. Black Magic. Black Magic. Yeah. yeah, and we also use Robin, our director of photography. He also uses a um, a Lumix. Yeah, Panasonic. Uh, Pan Panasonic. Yeah. yeah. How's Panasonic faring? Do you find Peter? Right. So Panasonic has been in the news the last couple of weeks. The uh, the CEO has sent some mixed messages that uh, 
maybe they're going to either simplify or or end their lineup that focuses on still photography and instead aim at the uh, the, the video end which which is where a lot of these cameras are, are are being used not for stills but for for video and and panasonic has a a very high reputation in that uh, particular space yeah all, all the creators now that's what they're doing they're not using a smartphone they're using a dedicated camera for this type but, of stuff. but they're using yeah. it for video for video yeah, yeah. so not really the yeah. still side anymore do you, do you find most of those cameras on your list do you think they kind of tend to be used more for video I, I don't have a complete picture on that. I, I don't think that the video side is the uh, the majority use just yet, but that will certainly be the case within uh, a couple of years. So looking at the big four, Peter, like Canon, Nikon, uh, Fuji, and Sony, in five years, if you had a crystal ball, like, do you think those four will still be around? I would think so. Uh, you, you know, we had Fuji putting out a, a very interesting uh, release uh, about three weeks ago, saying they were halting production on their um, their uh, 100 uh, model, a 100V model, because of, of demand. They just couldn't meet the demand anymore. And so they were pausing production for a run. Now, it wasn't clear what was driving that demand other than that some... Uh, TikToker uh, had <laughs> apparently uh, caused this stampede of demand. Uh, we're talking a $1,700 camera here. You know, this is not a three or $400 point and shoot. And this is a fifth generation uh, of that particular unit. But th- th- there you go. There's a, a data point that's huge demand. Do you still use a digital camera? I do. Uh, I, I, I use it less. I, in my particular case, I use it for photographing satellites uh, and also for, I love photographing Mount Baker. Yes, and, I, uh, I see that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that said, this week from a plane, I, I photographed uh, Mount St. Helens and also a, a solar farm over in Nevada. Uh, if I didn't have my phone with me, I wouldn't have been photographing those things. I certainly wouldn't be lugging a, a DSLR on a plane. It makes me a little sad that I have a shelf in my house full of all my lenses and my SLR. Yeah. Like I have a pro setup because I used to shoot concert photography and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah. do I sell it or has that ship already sailed? I guess the lenses might have some value. Yeah, I think the body is probably done. Yeah, It's probably more than five years old. Yeah, which is an eternity. Yeah. But you know, this photographer, I asked him one time, what's the best camera? And he said, whatever you've got on you at the time. That's a common Precisely. Yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So that's my smartphone now. I mean, it's pretty incredible, the photos these things take, yeah. which is uh, interesting. Like, so you've got the, the list going here, Peter, like in 10 years, I guess it's going to be more video, isn't it? Yes, it, it, it is. It, it's very much that uh, already. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's what's driving the bandwidth and the cloud storage and so forth. Uh, yeah, very much the the vlogging, specialized cameras uh, with you know they, they want great screens on them. You need you need a great screen for for vlogging, and ideally uh, excellent audio as well. What about uh, Fuji's got a line of their um, instant cameras? Is that on your list? Does, does that make uh, your list? It probably is. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're talking about instant, you talk about instant film. Yeah, like the kind of like the old Polaroids, but Fuji has been doing really the, well. The Instax. Instax, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. 
Right, right. Yeah. And I've stayed away from those. Uh, I tend to think of those as Walmart cameras. Um, <laughs> my daughter, my daughter has like three of them. I don't know why she keeps. I have at least two of them. Yeah. And yeah. I have I have one or two somewhere in a, yeah. in a closet. Uh, they uh, she loves them. Like when she goes out to, you know, because they're analog, like parties and things like that. It's just kind of like an instant yeah. tactile thing. Like, you know, oh, here, here's a photograph. Yeah. 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 versus here's a yeah, text so there, with there, a there, there's certainly some room for that but it's extremely niche extremely small i mean we know that uh, uh photograph development has essentially disappeared as a business in the lower mainland you know you have to hunt far and wide to find a store that still does that does does london um, drug still do it they they do yeah they yeah. do and i think Walmart's and, too. And, and i noticed yeah i think walmart maybe but it's you don't see any lineups there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and Costco got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Right? They did. Yeah. 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 Costco no longer sells cameras. That, that was a major camera, a DSLR camera uh, reseller, not a camera to be sold there. Yeah. I think that's where I bought a DSLR at Costco. Yeah. They had a good deal. Yeah. We're talking with Peter Vogel, uh, one of our tech friends here in uh, Vancouver, all about, I guess, the state of digital cameras. Peter, where can people find uh, this list that you've created? Sure. It's an easy to remember site, vandigicams.ca. And it's been published since 96, that list. Peter, as always, a pleasure talking to you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you kindly for having me. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. As we promised, uh, John and I are going to go through some uh, last minute gadget or tech gifts. For those on your list. Very last minute, because yes. you literally have to go out today. <laughs> it's Christmas this, Eve. This isn't going to be Amazon delivered. No, you're going to have to hit uh, like a Staples. Best Buy. Best London Buy Drugs. London Drugs. Okay, John, start us off. So the big thing that people ask me all the time about is I lost my charger. I broke my charger for my laptop or my phone. What do I get? You want a GAN charger, G-A-N. This is a gallium nitrate charger. It's a very small, cool little AC adapter that you plug into the wall. Some of them have like little fold away prongs and stuff. So what's exciting about these, John, is that uh, they're using gallium nitrate as the conductor instead of silicone. They're able to shrink the size of these. So instead of those big bricks you'd have for your laptop, this is like a third of the size. Yeah, the one I have is about maybe 40% smaller than the one that came with my MacBook. And it can charge my MacBook, my iPad, my phone, and I have one extra port left over. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I want to get some for myself. Well, like, you, I, have a, I have a few already. You keep leaving them behind in hotel rooms. I too. do. I do. That's the problem. But anyway, they're cheaper than your laptop power replacement. Yeah. Like a, the typical, like for a MacBook, for example, it's about 85 bucks for the, the charging um, brick and a cord. And you can't do anything else with it. These, these GAN chargers have multiple ports on them. Some of them are USB-A, some of them are USB-C, some are all USB-C, like it just depends on what you what you actually have. If you're charging a laptop though, you gotta make sure that it's coming in like 60 watt capability. Yeah, the one I have is 100 watts, Yeah, which is kind of, I wouldn't get anything smaller than that unless you know you're not doing anything else. But the nice thing is these things can charge just about everything nowadays. Like I have a Steam Deck game console, a Nintendo Switch, they can all be charged by this thing while it's charging my laptop. And it's, it's great because you can get a lot of these under 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, try to find a name brand if yeah, you can. Like a Belkin, Belkin or, or Logix or... Yeah. 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 So just go to these stores because literally it's today. 
that you're going to get this. These are perfect stocking stuffers for, for nerds uh, or even non-nerds because everyone can have a charger at home, charger at the office, whatever you need. Uh, no, and speaking of Logix, they're a, a really great accessory, uh, tech accessory brand, kind of some local guys here. They have all sorts of great little stocking stuffers uh, as well. They've come out with some new Apple watch bands that are fantastic and multicolors and they're reversible. Yeah, and that's really cool. And they're magnetic. Yes. So they're super easy to put on. I love that. Instead of having futzing around with getting that little pin in the hole, uh, great. If if you have an Apple Watch user in your life, and it looks like everyone's wearing Apple Watches now, this is a great Christmas uh, gift. Just make sure you get the right size between like the smaller and the larger. That's right. Uh, they also make some uh, great um, MagSafe chargers. So if you've got one of the latest iPhones... Yes. Uh, MagSafe's kind of the magnetic attachment. So they've got chargers, they've got batteries now that just kind of magnetically attach to the back. Super convenient. Just keep it in your pocket while it's attached to your phone. And so it's charging all the time. ABC, always be charging, basically. And some of them even come with little fold-out kickstands so you can actually prop up your phone. Uh, if you need a robot, and this is kind of a controversial gift, John, uh, I really like Roombas. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. Um, I wouldn't get one for your wife. But maybe the wife can get one for the dad. Yeah, or yeah. you get one for your kids or, yes. your, or your cat. So your cat has something to ride around on. <laughs> your cat will love it. Uh, these things have just come so far as far as technology. They actually work really, really well. I couldn't imagine not having that in my house now. Yeah. I've got two dogs. and No, three. I think I have three dogs now. Thank you, Ava. Uh, <laughs> and... I have dogs visiting all the time. As you can imagine, the pet hair is just nonstop and it, it will blow you away. You've got pets, you have to have one of these robot vacuums. You would be blown away on a daily basis how much hair it picks up. So another gift that I think everybody can use, especially if you're working from home or you do a lot of remote work, is a really good webcam. And I agree. The one I have is the Logitech, or I guess they're going by Logi now, They've kind of shrunk in their name a little bit. Is the Streamcam? It's not an inexpensive camera. It's about 150 bucks on sale, I think. It'll up your game though. But it's like a high resolution HD camera. Yeah. Uh, it can actually do like proper. It's got a little glass lens that you can get them with tripod mounts, and they can just clip onto the side of your monitor or the top of your monitor or your laptop. And we use this. I use this all the time. And so do you uh, for doing our global TV hits because it's such a good camera. Yeah. So just so you know. The webcam on your laptop, I'm going to say this for 90% of you out there, it sucks. Unless you have like the latest brand new MacBook Pro M2 or M1 and maybe a couple of gaming PCs. Maybe some of the MSI laptops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those laptop webcams suck. They do. They're yeah. horrible. They're 720p yeah. or worse. If that. If that. <laughs> so the one we're talking about is full high definition. And I'm telling you, it makes a dramatic difference. And it even has a built-in microphone array to capture your audio properly. And if you like to make TikToks or vertical video, you can actually rotate the camera lens on the device itself so that it is vertical video format. Uh, for some of the gamers out there, I know you're like a big Nintendo Switch guy. Uh, Ubisoft, they've got uh, Mario and uh, Rabbits are Sparks of Hope. Yes, that's the new one. It's pretty cool. If you're into Mario and weird looking little rabbits, uh, it, it is a fun game on the Switch. They also have uh, Just Dance 2023. Have you done that? I have not. Have it, you? It, yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I, 
I, uh, I, I launched it up. I, you know, project, I've got the big projector screen and you've got, a, you've got a dance floor basically. Yeah. I've got enough room and I had my parents over and the rest of the family. It was a gas. I want to see your parents do just dance. They weren't dancing so okay. much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I danced my, my feet off. Okay. So anyway, it's called just dance, uh, 2023. Uh, there are songs, uh, from Billy Eilish, Doja Cat, BTS, and many, many more. Very cool. I know you like Billie Eilish. I do. Yeah, so you could dance to her. Yeah, and no one wants to see that. No? Well, maybe my girlfriend, that's about it. Okay, so another gift. If there's uh, an iPhone user in your life, you can't go wrong with AirTags. Even if you're not an iPhone or iPhone user, like I put them in my luggage. Yeah. And But you got to be in the iPhone world. But you can still get notifications of them on an Android side. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But... I mean, I love being on a plane and confidently knowing that my luggage is right below me. Have you done this? I did. And it works. It works. And then when I got to my destination, I, I literally got the notification that my air tag is still below me. And then all of a sudden it zipped away because the guy driving the little cart. Obviously had an iPhone. Had an iPhone and it updated the system and it, I knew exactly relatively where in the airport my luggage was. That's pretty cool. Yeah. An alternative to AirTags, Tile. Yes. They've been around for many years. The nice thing about Tile, they've got a lot of different form factors. They've got, uh, they've got like, they're square usually. Yeah. Compared to the round AirTag, but they also have like credit card size ones as and well. And they have like little stickers. Yeah. So they're very discreet because that's the other thing. AirTags are not discreet. Like no. you can tell it's there. Yeah. Whereas if you have a little sticker stuck on the inside of something, you'd never know it was there. So no. that's really good from a security standpoint. Exactly. Okay, John, looks like we're going to have to take a break. So we've talked about some of our favorite kind of gifty things. We're going to talk to Mark Salzman. Canada's other tech sweetheart. (laughs) If you label yourself as a tech sweetheart, does that mean you really are? No, probably probably I I labeled you that. Yeah, I think if we say it enough. Anyway, Mark Salzman, he's a fantastic tech journalist. He's going to give us his list for Christmas. There's some really cool stuff on there as well, just to give you a little bit of uh, inspiration. You are tuned in to Get Connected here with Mike Agarbo and John Beeler. We'll be back after this. You're back with the program, Mike and John here. We've been talking about some of our favorite gear from the past year. I want to talk to some of our other friends, our tech friends. Uh, On the line, we've got uh, Mark Salzman, Canada's other tech sweetheart. Thanks for joining us, Mark. (laughs) Hi, Mike and John. Thank you for having me and happy holidays to you guys. Uh, you've been in the tech game for as many years as I, I have, uh, Mark. So I'm always interested to to hear uh, what uh, is on your list. Uh, what are some of the gadgets that uh, kind of excited you this year? Well, it was a tougher year for many for a couple of reasons, right? Coming out of a pandemic and then into, you know, inflationary times and all that. So I like some of these gadgets that can give you a little bit of relaxation, uh, you know, relieve tension or help you keep a better eye on your uh, stress levels. So one would be, and this is funny because I found out it was one of Oprah's top 2022 picks. It's the Theragun Mini. So this is one of those percussive massage guns that this one, uh, hence the name is small, it's portable and super quiet, but it it looks like a triangle with a ball on one of the corners of the triangle. And you you press a button, there's three different uh, speed or intensity settings. And it's for relaxation, like you put on your muscles anywhere on your body. My wife, uh, Kelly is a fitness instructor. She's a personal trainer. So she likes this kind of thing as well because she 
needs it. I like it just because it's relaxing, <laughs> but this is one of my favorites. So uh, it's on sale. Uh, it's usually two forty nine, but I've seen it uh, this month on sale for one eighty nine at Best Buy. And uh, speaking of health, the Fitbit Sense Two smartwatches is, is more of a health centric device compared to say you know some of the other ones out there, like because it has this this uh, body sensor that can even track electrodermal responses on or activity on your skin. So that's a, a key indicator of stress. Like that's kind of cool that it can actually detect stress levels. Of course, it has a built-in ECG or electrocardiogram. It can even detect like irregular heart rhythms and notify you in case you should have that uh, looked at. Um, it can track your fitness, of course, and uh, personalized sleep score and analysis. It's got six days of battery, which is really good. That best the uh, that's crazy the Apple Watch by a couple of days. Yeah, so it's normally three ninety nine, but I've seen it for as low as two fifty nine uh, in December. It's great to be aware of those, those, those things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I, I pretty well know when I'm stressed, but <laughs> you know, it's good to know like, you know, how, how your sleep is, you know, what your heart rate is. Cause they're yeah. kind of, uh, indicators of other things that could be going on as well that you might want to see, uh, your doctor about. A hundred percent. I like the fact that it's yeah, proactive, uh, instead of, you know, uh, if it being too late. So yeah, I think there's been countless stories about all kinds of smartwatches that have uh, saved someone's life, which is pretty, pretty awesome. We're talking with Mark Salzman all about uh, some of the gadgets uh, he's loved over the past year. What else you got there, Mark? Yeah. So for gamers that uh, you want to, you know, treat, uh, maybe you've got a gift card under the tree or in a stocking this year and you want to treat uh, yourself or to a gamer for something, I think, you know, for as low as $35, you can buy a SanDisk micro SD memory card for Nintendo Switch Fortnite edition. So there's two different uh, sizes or, or memory configurations, 128 gigs and 256. And that is based on, again, so it's licensed by, uh, you know, with Epic Games and their hugely popular Fortnite game. So it pays homage to some of the more uh, fun outfits in the game. And uh, of course you can use it for anything. So I think it's just a nice little accessory to gift to yourself or to someone which is, uh, you know, extra storage. Thanks for the memory. <laughs> with uh, SanDisk. And then uh, if you are an Xbox gamer or a Windows PC gamer going into 2023 and you can't justify paying $80 for one game, I like the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is a service where you pay $16.99 a month. Your first month is a dollar, but after that it's 17 bucks a month. And then you've got access to over 100 high quality games to play on your Xbox One, Xbox Series S or X, Windows PC or mobile device. And that includes many day one releases, like things that you would buy on its own on plastic or a digital download as part of this service. Um, and there's new games added all the time. There's also, uh, you know, member benefits and deals and other exclusives for being a member. So I like that idea. It's kind of like Netflix, but for gaming, right? So it's like a, an all you can eat or buff a buffet approach opposed to an a la carte model. So that's uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Are there good games on there though? I, you know, it says a hundred oh, games, yeah. yeah? Oh, no, it's high quality games. It's not garbage. Yeah, I, there's no point if it's, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the games are not good enough, it, you can't justify even $17 a month, in my opinion. So, yeah, it's it depends on what genre you're into. There's a good variety, right? There's car racing. There's adventure slash RPG or role-playing game. There's action, like first-person shooters, some strategy games, uh, platformers, lots of variety out there. So that's good. And then if you're, you know, I guess uh, some other thoughts, if you're going into 2023 and you want to treat the family to a new 
PC. There's a lot of options out there. I like the Surface Pro 9, which is a versatile device because it's uh, both a, you know, a laptop and a tablet in one. You can actually just detach the screen when you no longer need the keyboard. It does come with that magnetic keyboard and a stylus pen, but I like that it's also a 13 inch tablet if you want to swipe through an ebook, you know, maybe curling up against, you know, up to a, a nice fire in the, in the winter. Um, and then it's got an Intel Evo platform under the hood. So that certifies that it's got instant startup times, long battery life, powerful processor, fast Wi-Fi, and multiple connectivity ports. And then lastly, for a monitor that won't break the bank, ViewSonic has for $189 the Omni VX2418, which is a 24-inch gaming monitor with 165 hertz refresh rates and one millisecond response times for fast action, which is awesome without breaking the bank. It's a HD, not it's like a full HD, not a 4K monitor, but for $189, it's great for console or PC gaming. So a few ideas as we head into the new year. We've got Mark Salzman on the line talking about all his uh, favorite gadgets uh, of the year. Mark, I want to thank you for joining us again. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on, gentlemen. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in the studio. We have uh, a sister show. If you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, it's called The App Show. It's on every Sunday on the Chorus Radio Network. And it's, it's a great little program. We talk all about the world of mobile technology. I mean... We all have smartphones, so we cover all the latest uh, gear and the news about that. And also the world of apps, how to make these uh, these phones uh, even better and, and funner, if that's uh, a word. Uh, on tomorrow's app show, we will be talking about Apple's new satellite emergency messaging system. There's actually been some people using iPhone 14s that uh, this feature is built into that have been able to access it to get help in emergency uh, situations. We will also uh, be talking more about ChatGPT. If you haven't heard about this yet, it's, I mean, all over the news. This is the latest AI engine that uh, is kind of like a, a, a speech or a text engine, almost like a human brain. Like this thing can do amazing things. It can write blog posts. It can write stories, poems. It can write code for you uh, as well. It can correct code. It's, you know, if you haven't tried it, you, you really have to Google it, ChatGPT. But we're going to be talking more about some of the uh, the amazing things it can do, where we think it's going, and why Google hasn't jumped into the game yet. There's a, a surprising reason why. We will also be uh, chatting about a chatbot that uh, this one gentleman used down in the U.S. to actually argue with his uh, internet communication service provider, his ISP, to get a better deal <laughs> on his bill. So instead of him arguing with the chatbot, and uh, this was Comcast down there, they're kind of like the Rogers and, and, and Shaw down there, uh, he had a chatbot argue with their chatbot. So we'll tell you how that uh, all ended up. You'll be surprised at the results uh, on that uh, as well. Got to thank all the folks that uh, help put the program together. Of course, John Beeler, my co-host and producer, Robin, who is actually enjoying some uh, time in Ireland with his family. And uh, to everyone out there, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Mike and John signing off. We'll see you again next week.